0: You are listening to the School of the Future podcast by G.I.I.S. I'm Graham Brown, your host. In this series, we feature the G.I.I.S. community of teachers, parents, students and thought leaders from across the region to discuss the forces, opportunities and challenges that are shaping learning in the 21st century. GIS School of the Future once again brings to all our listeners another new podcast that will talk about a very interesting topic the art of parenting. I am Melissa Maria, your host for this podcast. I am an educator and a school principal at GIS and have vast experience of working with students between the ages of two and a half and 18 years. I interact closely with parents and I'm a mother as well of a 22 year old. And it gives me great pleasure to introduce our guest and panelists on this podcast. We have Ms. Aarti Gilder and Ms. Deepa Choudhury, both with the Anon social NGO. Ms. Aarti is the president and founder and Ms. Deepa Choudhury is the vice president at Anon. Anam is a social NGO and it has been working as a catalyst in bringing holistic health solutions for sustainable livelihood with primary focus on physical and mental awareness among the children, adolescents, youth, teachers, and parents. Both these selfless women have demonstrated a history of working with the non-profit organizations and schools, they are skilled in public speaking, mentoring, and educational workshops. Anon conducts these workshops free of cost with a team of passionate people who work from the heart for bringing change in society. Welcome, R.P. and Deepa. It's a pleasure to have you this morning on the podcast. Let me begin by asking you a very, very fundamental question. How did this idea of Anon take birth? You know, Aarti, what motivated you and your team to take this initiative forward? Thank you very much, ma'am, for asking a
1: heart-touching question. Because somewhere or the other, I was working as a teacher for the last 20 years. And what I found that there are certain things that are missing in the school education. And that is uh, the that should be the first part of any, any education, that is life skills. These starts from the beginning, from the birth of the child, the, the parents should be trained about how to parent, how to be a good parent. But somewhere or the other uh, people, uh, parents, new parents, they are uh, not aware of the art of parenting. That is why the it is very important for the teachers to be aware how to have uh, and update the parents as well as how to uh, guide the students about uh, these life skills programs. So that is why we have we started a year ago and uh, we have covered almost uh, one lakh students till now. So
0: in India amazing amazing what about Deepa would you like to share what motivates you to be part of this team basically the motive
2: of Anon actually motivates me to connect with them because they work so selflessly I saw Aarti in the first two months when Anon was just started then I met her so her selfless work And charging, not charging anything and just thinking about uplifting the society and making our future generation more aware of many things which they are suffering actually internally with them. They are not able to speak. So when we take sessions with the children, they come up with such grave problems that they are not able to share with their parents as well as with their teachers. So, you know, taking such sessions gives me a lot of satisfaction that I am able to educate these young children from the basic problems of mental health, which they are facing these days. Because there is, I think, much more pressure now than what we used to face when we were children at their age. So, actually, that was the only
0: motivation for me. Absolutely astounding. For all my listeners... ANON stands for act now or never. And I think the insights today that these two wonderful women get from all their training with the children is definitely going to be input for parents as to how they should be working with their children. So, uh, you know, uh, to the two ladies, I've heard, I work closely with parents, you know, being an educator myself. And very often, I hear parents say that now their children tell them, you know, "Hey, mom, you don't really understand anything," or "Hey, dad, you really don't understand my feelings." Well, earlier this was mainly with teenagers, but today we hear these statements to parents, even by children who are in grade six, seven, or sometimes even younger. So, my question. To perhaps Zipa, I can start with you. Why do you think we are seeing this trend today of children telling their parents you don't understand anything?
2: Uh, Actually, ma'am, I think the way of parenting has changed majorly during the last maybe 10 to 15 years. It was quite, I think, easy for our parents to parent us rather than we parenting our children these days. So it's actually becoming very rewarding. Parent being a parent is very, very rewarding, but uh, it is challenging as well these days. So um, the bringing up these children actually the main thing is that these days the parents also have to grow up with the children. It's not only the children who are growing. We also have to grow up with them. We have to just broaden our perspective. We have to understand them and communicate with them. So that is very, very important. We have to understand that they are, they are facing so much pressure everywhere, you know. Just they are facing peer pressure, academic pressure. There's so much of knowledge available to them, which was not available to us during our times on the internet, Google. There's so much to learn, so much to grasp. So at their level, they think that we have a greater knowledge, which I think is very true. They have a much higher platform than what we used to have. So uh, it's very important to, you know, just step up to their level. Earlier, we used to say we have to step down to the level of the children. But now I think we have to step up to their level and go up to their level and try to understand them and communicate with them. So like if we... Get equal to their level and try to understand, then only they will come to us to to share their problem because they feel that okay, our parents are up to our level, so we can just confide in them, we can share our problems or maybe
0: joys with them. I think that's an absolute great statement that you made. In fact, when I interact with my teachers, I always tell them we don't need to go down to their level, you know, we have to go up. To their level and and they keep wondering what i'm talking about but i think you've made a fantastic point arti yeah arti what would you say why why do you think we are seeing this trend and maybe i'll just ask further do you think this is what we call generation gap you know everyone terms it as generation gap A generation
1: gap is nothing but a change in the social as well as emotional environment that is around us, as well as around child, Our children have the different kind of environment around them, as well as inside what they are thinking, there is a lot of emotional changes, hormonal changes, and so many things that are happening inside. And uh, if we compare of uh, 20 year back our age, the things outside environment is quite different. So there is a lot of impact on the mental health of the children when a lot of awareness is there around. So we need to channelize their energies because the outside environment so is so active. So when we channelize their energy, then the focus of our children is much better as compared to the way we used to be brought up. So uh, it's a challenging parenting. And once we understand what is the need of the day, then things will be quite different for all the parents.
0: So we have our parents who are listening, you know, to this podcast. How do you think, you know, they or all of us as parents would be able to bridge this kind of gap? Uh, You said that we have to understand, but let's give them some practical tips. How do you think parents can, you know, bridge this gap? there are many
1: things like parenting is a, understanding parenting is a wide uh, in is a wide uh, you can say uh, there are wide number of solutions around the first thing is we need to give but our children these days need good friends rather than good parents but the parent need to be firm as well as consistent about what they are doing. If the parent themselves are changing the statement, keep uh, keep on changing the statement, then definitely the child gets confused and they, they lose the confidence of, from the parent. So, uh, if, for example, if we, we know that we have to motivate our child, whatever level they are, we need to understand what level of the child uh, uh, we are having because all the child, children are unique. And as a result, understanding their youth uniqueness, their skill, we need to motivate them maybe we will be saying you are a superstar you are precious you are always a winner you are so special for me you are very different from others you are responsible i am proud of you you are uh, yeah nothing can stop you now i know you can do it so there are many statements that we can use in fact you tried hard if there is a failure it doesn't matter you tried hard uh, often we have seen parents complaining, why you have failed or why you are not doing this work. This use of the statement by parent, not, I consider is not the right thing. Because we want the children to be very imaginative and we, we, we want to make them, we should make them happy for whatever skills they are uh, showing to us. Uh, so you trust your child. In uh, these days, we we I I should say parents should trust and respect child because child also wants respect from us. So we need to nurture them at our level. That what that is what Deepa has said. So these days parents are having only one or two children in their home. So so it's very important. The, the children mean a lot to the parent, and that uh, parents should understand. Yeah. Deepa would you like
2: to say something further on this uh, ma'am actually i think that uh, the main uh, you know problem solving thing should be rational and consistent communication with the children that's very very important you don't have to just tell the child that you go and please do this work go and complete your homework that's not the way now it's gone We have to just tell them that, come on, let's both of us do. Instead of saying you do it, we have to say, let's do it. If you just make a team with your child, actually, you know, being a parent is just, you know, a boss walking around the house. They don't want it now. They want more of a friend who can make a team with them and just move forward along with them. So they have to just say maybe for example, if we want a child to do particular things during a day, so we just have to tell them to do come on, let's let me make a to-do list for myself for the day, what all I have to do and you also make a to-do list. So when we sit down to make a list, when the child sees us maybe three or four times or maybe ten times, then the child will automatically get into that habit of doing. It. So we don't have to verbally tell the child, you know, because I think the children are very, very great observers. Their observation power is much more than we think. So whom do they observe 24 hours a day? They observe their parents. So we have to be actually the idols for them. I know it is very difficult. That is why we say it is the art of parenting. It is very, very challenging. But I think we have to overcome this small challenge for our children to, you know, just reach to the level what we want them to reach, where we want them to reach. So we have to do things. For example, I'll just tell you, all the parents want their children, most of us want our children to be good readers. You know, we definitely want our child to read one small page or maybe a story every day. So just telling the child, go and read your storybook, go and read a nice, beautiful story or anything, whatever small, because I think till, you know, what we have gained knowledge is mainly through reading in our times. So now the children have got so many things, they can go for Kindle, they can read anything on uh, the internet, Google, anything. So the main thing is, you know, the basic readers have uh, evolved in the laps of their parents. So when we just sit beside them and read a nice book, and maybe if if we go through something nice and just tell those stories to our children, so they might come to know that, oh, wow, my mother or my father, you know, is learning so much and such interesting things in the book. Instead of telling them, go and read a storybook. If you yourself read a nice, beautiful book in front of them and just tell small, small tips to them. So, they will also become interested in reading. They will come to know that wow, there is so much of knowledge in books. We can gain so much in reading besides what we learn academically in our school through our uh, academic books, which are prescribed to us from our school. So, like, I feel the basic thing is that what we do, the children observe. They observe us a lot the way we speak, the way we. Walk, I think, the way we talk to people, the way we socialize, that's very, very important. So, uh, we have to just capture their observation and work accordingly. Yeah, I will say
1: uh, in one statement, your style is your blueprint. So, <laughs> so this is, just have this in your mind and then do the
0: activities that will attract them rather than asking them, attract the, those activities to him. No, I, I know you mean this line very positively, but, uh, you know, it's human tendency. Parents want the best for their children. So many a times, parents feel that I didn't have this. I must have this for my child. And so parents push their children, right? What would you say should be the approach? Like, I mean, you did say, and both Deepa and you did say that, set an example so that, you know, children follow. Uh, You become the blueprint so that children will follow. But as parents, we all know our aspirations are very high for our children, more than what it is for us. So, therefore, I think, personally, feel that maybe setting some kind of expectations of the children and of ourselves together. I think Deepa said that wonderfully that, you know, do things together. Do you think it would help if some kind of expectations were put down both ways? You know, any guidance for that? Like so many times we see children being compared, compared with neighbor's child, compared with older sibling. You know, you do you think something like that, setting some kind of appropriate expectations from children and self would help. I would say that uh, all the children are uh, unique and
1: in the early days only the child, the parent would understand what are the abilities of the child uh, what what kind of mental uh, uh, intelligence the child is having. So there are uh, I could uh, introduce a cobbler's model theory here which involves five stages. these five stages are first is denial. Because what parents are doing, they know what the level of the child is, but they are denying it, and they want seeing the other children, they want their child to reach that stage. Second stage is anger because the they uh, the the child is not reaching to that stage, they start showing anger on child, and the third stage is bargain. They try to force the child with different things. Okay, I will buy something for you. You go do this and all that. So instead of his interest, they are forcing the child through bargaining. Somewhere or the other, this may lead to depression in the child. When the child grows old, he reaches to the teenage. Because all these are the stories. What the the parents are doing to the child are the stories that are actually never forgotten by the child. So as a result, uh, when the child grows, they, he may result uh, he may uh, be angry with the way the, the parents are uh, upbringing him, or somewhere or the other he may be talking to his friends, his peers about uh, his parents why uh, his parents are not listening, or he keep on complaining about the, his parents to his peers. So it is very important that fifth stage that is the acceptance stage. The parents should understand whatever their child is, work with him and accept because each child is unique. The the personality development that we are talking about the school personality the child that who could develop is by after the after crossing the teenage. So it's very important. Let the child develop his personality over these transition periods, and he will definitely. We never say that we are a failure. We always everybody is a. Is reaching to their success to their best. So let the child also reach to his success according to his abilities. Because all these pressures will lead to somewhere the negative thoughts about the parent in the in the child's mind. He may be not showing to the parent, but he may be talking all these things to his peers. So we have to be a, a friend. We have to uh, communicate with the with our child. We need to have confidence and trust on our side. So that is very important and that that always starts when the pre teenage when we we, we we are talking about. Because as soon as you 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 say, okay, let me now my, my child is in teenage, let me be friend with him, now the
0: child has gone. I think that is Really, really insightful, uh, Arti. I think you brought out some fantastic points. I think some of us are guilty of having committed or not met with, you know, some of the points you've just made. Uh, We could have gone through denial. We could have gone through anger. I'm sure we brought about some frustration in our children. Maybe, you know, if the time has passed, do you think there is some hope for parents who have not managed these stages? Even now, can they do something to kind of overcome? A much faster
1: you reach from denial stage to acceptance stage. Actually, it takes time. The parent child relationship takes time. Whatever you have done earlier doesn't because you cannot move to the past. But always look for the future and start more bonding with the child. Communication, as Deepa has said, is the best way and the art of parenting starts from there and ends there. So, it's very important to have a way through which you can communicate and you need not to force. Always say no with the logic that the child should understand. As I said, that it is very important to be firm, but at the same time to be soft. Because when you are firm, you are actually organizing the child in a proper way, as well as you are understanding. You are with him. You are not forcing. So we we also never like to be forced with anything. We always want everybody to be loved. So this is a human nature. Showing your love, not spoiling the child, but making them understand what
0: the lifestyle of a child should be. That is very. Right. I am going to go to something slightly different, you know. Let's let's talk about 21st century. You know, as we are moving towards the 21st century, we see schools, educators, policy makers, all are talking about changes that need to be incorporated in the learning experiences of the children, prepare children for future, prepare children for uncertain world. So many discussions happening. Now, when all these changes are happening, what should we say to the parents who are raising children who are moving towards the 21st century. You know, uh, what maybe what I can do is I will give you a scenario and maybe you can tell me or tell the parents how they can work with the children. You know, I, maybe that would be a better way of doing it. Uh, let, let's begin with the first one. And maybe I'll invite uh, Deepa to start with the first scenario and then Arti can uh, chip in. Uh, Deepa, if uh, your child Told you your he or she is not interested in studying, you know, refusing to do any homework assigned. And now say the summer vacations have begun and they just turn around and say, Stop, I don't want any directions from you, I just want to be. But they have a lot of work assigned. What advice would you give those parents? Ma'am, I'm actually also has a parent suffering from my nine-year-old
2: boy. He's sitting at home, Mama, we are not going to school and we'll be not going to school maybe in another maybe three or four months and why are you forcing me to complete my work? So like in that, ma'am, we have to, you know, just explain to them calmly but strongly and we have to be consistent with them. And the policy which uh, I mentioned earlier also is that we have to just accompany them with everything. We have to control ourselves, especially we tend to lose temper, obviously all the parents, but we have to be really uh, calm and as well as consistent. You know, consistency matters a lot during this time. So I think being consistent and being calm as well as strong in what we are saying is very, very important to the child. And we have to work as a team, which is very, very important. That is the basic thing which can just motivate the child to complete his work and move on further because in the end maybe another three months or five months the schools will reopen we have to make them understand whatever the child is getting into we just don't have to straightforward tell them you please complete your homework we have to tell them the causes because now the yeah we have to tell them the reasons that why i am telling you this earlier no no reason was told to us we were just told just do it but these days, the children have, the IQ level of the children has moved up too much. So, they want answers for each and everything. Why you are doing this? Why are you telling me to do this? So, once we explain them the reason calmly, strongly, then what we ask
0: them to do, they will definitely be motivated to do. And so, Arthi, if I may ask you to uh, react or respond, rather more respond... If a child makes mistakes, how do you think parents should manage that? So first thing is uh, there, there are two different environments
1: in which the child is the, the child is facing his in, inside environment, whatever kind of emotion he is uh, facing inside, as well as the outside environment. So it's very important for uh, parents to uh, know their child and accept for any kind of mistake he has done, but with the logic he made, they may need to communicate. There are instances when uh, parents are just holding without knowing the reason behind uh, or as well as without guiding the child. So it's very important to uh, make the child understand that he has made a mistake uh, because we all are emotional uh, human beings. It's very important to touch that emotion uh, to the child so that he could himself realize that he has made a mistake and that will impact his career as well as the reputation of the parents and all that. So uh, only showing anger on the child for his mistake is not the right thing. You need to give the solution to the child. You need to make him understand, okay, it's fine, we also make mistakes, but maybe your mistake is much bigger that should not be repeated because it is impacting what is the impact that is very important for the parent to tell and make him realize that this is the impact of his mistake and one very good solution that I often give to the to the parent is uh, if suppose the mistake is too big and the child is a teenager just if you can convince the child to write Once the child starts writing him, whatever he is making the mistake, the things get registered here. And hence, he may realize the things that whatever he has done may have an impact on his relationship with parents,
0: with friends and all that. Thank you. Thank you, Uh Maybe I'll just come to Deepa. Deepa, you know, when puberty starts hitting... There are so many changes that are happening, bodily changes that are happening. And generally, pre-teens and teens, you see that there's a lot of body shaming that is going on and children going through a lot of stress because of this. And now media has added to it. So there's body shaming. There's so much happening. Parents are also seeing their children troubled. Deepa, how do you think you would give tips and tools to parents to handle this? you know, the stress of their children, their own feelings at that time. Ma'am, I
2: think the parents uh, should uh, first try to understand their child, listen to the child, and then they should make the child understand that it's not only at this stage, you are, your capability of growing and your body keeps changing till maybe you're 18 or 20. So your full personality will be developed Till you are 20 so just wait for that time and don't get bullied or harassed by what people are saying you because there are so many other qualities in you that makes you you know just different from the others all of us have got a unique ability which no other person has we have our own skills someone has got a good speaking skill someone is good at sports someone is good at academies. there are plenty And now I think in these days, there's so much the children are doing. So everybody has got their own capability. So we have to make them understand that looks are not that important at this stage of yours. Even if you are a teenager, there is much ample time for you to grow and change yourself. So just focus not on what people are saying, but focus on what you want to achieve, what is your goal, what capability you have, which you can just sharpen up a little bit more and achieve what you want in life and don't not be, you know, just downtrodden by what people are saying to you. Just try to ignore what the other people are saying you and be proud of your personality. Whoever you are, whatever you are feeling, just be proud of yourself. And I am unique. I love myself. And as parents also, we can see that we are also proud of you. We love you. You know, we love you at the most. We love you much more than what you think. And please uh, instill in them that love yourself for what you are. So, that's, I think, a very um, major thing a parent can tell to just boost up the confidence of a child. Because this thing they will have to face. This They are going in a social world, in school, facing so many people. So, they just have to be proud of their own personality. Yes, uh, uh
1: Yeah, here I would like to add two points. First point is that uh, it has been seen that parent, uh, when the child is small, parents themselves uh, they are body shaming each other, like uh, uh, husband uh, body shaming the wife or wife body shaming the parent, uh, the the husband. So it's very important. Or they may might be talking about other people around on the same word topic. So it's very important for the the, the parent to understand that any kind of negative statement about other it will bounce back because the child is listening so you need to change your behavior your child will develop his own personality over a period of time second thing we should train right from the beginning when the when we are training our children about patting pet, themselves this patting like all is well they are the best and this fatting is very important in today's scenario because the outside environment is very much polluting, and uh, this uh, negative uh, should negative environment should not influence your child. When you are parenting this this child, they make his him strong mentally. Earlier we used to say we need to make our child uh, strong physically, but now it's more important to make the child strong mentally because once his mental strength is good then he can conquer the world without thinking of any kind of body shaming bullying anger whatever comes in his in his environment doesn't matter to his personality
0: yeah absolutely i totally totally agree with you i think this is another thing not only parents but educators also need to work on to constantly build that internal strength Resilience in a child rather than external physical power. You know, it's more the mental grit. Absolutely agree. In fact, you, uh, Aarti, did share a couple of ways in which we can acknowledge our children. Maybe very quickly, if you can give parents few keywords, key ways in which they can praise, acknowledge their children. Oh, there are thousands of
1: these words. You are a superstar. You are precious. You are a winner. You are special for me. You are responsible. You are beautiful. I am proud of you. You are responsible. Nothing can stop you now. I knew you could do it. You tried hard, but doesn't matter. I am with you. What an imagination. You make me happy always with your work. I trust you. I respect you. You mean a lot to me. I am... Endless number of phrases, I could say, <laughs> because this is how I, I bought up my my daughters. I stopped teaching my, my elder one. She is now 18 years. I stopped uh, teaching her uh, at, uh, at the age of, say, 11 years. I made her self-responsible for whatever she is doing, even if she got zero out of 10. I made her understand why she has got because she she is not responsible. She, she She has to be responsible for whatever she is doing. Don't depend on your parent. Two or three failures, she has understood that now it's me who is to be responsible. And now the younger one also is following the same step. I am not training the, my child after uh, they, these t- 10 years or before they reaching their teenage. They I have made them responsible for what they are at. Through these failures, we never want 100% always. Because that child may also suffer, successful child, by forcing us without their abilities, but still we are forcing with our effort he is achieving somewhere or the other. When he reaches the old age, the failure he is not able to accept. So it's very important balance of failure. Okay, this is your mistake. Go ahead, move ahead, make multiple mistakes. We, we we you.
0: This is how you will you are going to learn. So this is the way forward. Let's come to the present scene now. We are in this COVID situation, and we have this batch of 2020, the cohort of 2020, is having a very very different experience. You know, those who are on the verge of entering university feel that. Perhaps they are missing something, uh, you know, or those who are even stuck at universities, not able to decide whether they should come back home or whether they should continue there because they don't have very clear message about learning. Is it going to be virtual? Is it going to be face to face? So children are going through their own set of stressors. What about parents? What advice do we have for such kind of parents who don't know what their children are going through in this time? What advice can we give this set of parents? Ma'am, can I ask you, do you have any solution for this pandemic? Not at the moment.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) So, we, we don't have, we need to accept whatever is happening, universities are doing their best they also want the student to come over to have the this o- offline classes because the offline experience interacting the social uh, interaction is the most important and fundamental things for uh, you have, for you to have that mental health uh, good mental health as well as good growth but somewhere or the other we all are at a situation where we cannot decide what our future is going to be you need to understand that it's happening to everybody so let's accept it what is the use for blaming the, that my child is not able to go over there? Uh, the, he may be suffering for the year and all that. We need to accept that it is happening to all this
0: generation. So let it be. Do you think we can show them some positives? Uh, Can we tell parents to talk to their children about the positives of the scenario that we are in? Definitely, we have. See, the, the
1: important thing that we are having in our hand, imagine if the technology is not there and pandemic arrives. What you will do? There is nothing. It's a kind of jail where you don't have any social interaction, nothing, but technology has helped us to have this uh, social interaction. In, in fact, I, I always feel that that 21-day role where it, the things uh, reaches to a formation of habit. So, in fact, children are uh, at their home, they are learning far better because connectivity has uh, made them understand to move out of their boundaries. So we are in India, you are in Singapore, but still we are connected so good. So in the same way, accept the change, accept the
2: technology and move forward. What about Deepa? Yes. I would like to add one thing that earlier we were panity- panicking, children were panicking too much about these online training. But now I feel that children have started and we also have started, uh, you know, interacting like this online. So it's just as Aarti ma'am said, the 21 day formula, like first seven days, we feel really frustrated. We don't want to do a particular thing which is new to us. Second, we go to, uh, you know, just accepting the thing and uh, our frustration level comes down. In the third stage, we, you know, just uh, start enjoying what we are doing. So what is happening now is that, and second most important thing is that we are learning so much, we couldn't have got an opportunity to, you know, uh, be so much technologically aware Like we are now, we have learned so much during the past two, three months because we didn't have an option. We could not go to school. We cannot go out of the house. So we have to just, uh, you know, um, uh, be more aware technologically. So uh, I read a very beautiful quote yesterday, which I just want to share with you all, that we don't have to just close the book. We just have to turn the page. Don't close the book, just turn the page, keep on turning and definitely we will overcome this time, which we are all the whole world is actually facing. So we just have to keep turning pages and learn how to face challenges. It's better It's making us stronger that we can, you know, overcome these challenges in our life. This is what the parents can also tell their children that just don't succumb to the circumstances, just learn how to face the challenge and turn the page. We can go to the next scenario
0: very soon. Okay, ladies, as we come to the end of the GIS School of the Future podcast, I have one last observation and question. You know, 10 years back, Parenting was considered a huge duty, a responsibility. But today, there is a paradigm shift. Most are talking about it being an art of parenting. Why do you feel there has been this change? So quickly from Deepa and then we go to Aarti. Ma'am, as we told you
2: earlier, as we discussed earlier, uh, that uh, parenting was not actually that big a challenge earlier, which is today because of the awareness the children are getting because of the vast knowledge that they are getting and because of the social surroundings because of the uh, scene in, in which they are atmosphere in which they are living it is so vast and they are gaining so much which we used to not gain when we which we were young. So now we have to parent them very intelligently and calmly. And as I told you, we have to grow up to their level instead of coming down to their level. So I think it's uh, now become an art. So we don't have to just burst out to them. We don't have to just uh, be, you know, um, uh, levy our high expectations to them. But I think we just have to make them more independent By just leaving them and one more very important uh, thing which we uh, didn't discuss is helicopter parenting. That is very, very important. Just guard them from a distance, keep a watch, keep an eye on them and just let them be independent so that they make their own decisions at this age then they will be good decision makers later in their life because in the end they have to make a decision of their life on their own we won't be guarding them till they are maybe 40 or 50 they have to make the decisions on their life so when we leave them independent let them make their own decisions let them make mistakes because i think making mistakes make us better learners so let them make mistakes right now, so that they are able to make good decisions for their life and be shine like uh,
0: you know good uh, human beings later in their life. Thank you, Deepa. RC, would you like to say a few words? Uh, yeah, children don't
1: need heroes outside the home. They absorb a lot what the parents do. So being uh, to be good parent. You need to, again, I am repeating those five steps of Cobble-Rose model that is applied to every action of ours, First, denial. Try to move as fast as possible from the line to acceptance. Have less of anger. Have less of bargaining. Have less of depression. Enjoy your life and let your child also enjoy their life. Because you cannot control anybody's life. Even if the child life is there, you cannot control at certain age the school and all that you can. You try to impose the things, but ultimately they have to live their own life. So this is very important. Be good parent. Be calm parent. Be guiding parent. Be a motivator.
0: Give logic to them. Give unconditional love to them. Lovely. I want to thank both the my panelists, uh, Arti and Deepa, for allowing us to understand and learn from your expertise and your experiences. I'm so, so sure that all the insights and tips that you have given will actually go a long way to enlighten our parent community and more importantly, equip them with the requisite skills to build a stronger and healthier child and wonderful bonds between children and the families as they're growing up. To all our listeners, GIS School of the Future has planned more interesting podcasts for you. Do stay tuned and feel free to reach out to us and share your feedback. Once again, thank you all. Stay safe, stay healthy and stay happy. Thank you, Arti, and thank you, Deepa, for being on this podcast. You've been listening to the School of the Future podcast by G.I.I.S. To learn more about G.I.I.S., our community and our latest thinking, visit us at www.globalindianschool.org or find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.